0: Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. What a week in golf we had. It felt like the world's longest week ever. And if I say it as a fan perspective, I can't imagine what it felt like from a player's perspective. Please welcome Taylor Gooch to the Stripe Show podcast. Good morning, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and it was a hell. It feels like I was just talking to somebody yesterday. So we're we're recording this on Tuesday morning. I was talking to somebody yesterday at the final round of the players and it felt like the API was like a month ago. And that was just last Sunday. It was, it was eight days ago. We were at, it's a Sunday at the API. So let's start there. Final group Sunday morning at the API. A lot of people complained when it was over that the golf course was set up fairly on Thursday. And then as the week went on, it was set up unfairly. Some people said they lost the greens. Taylor, you had a great tournament. Where do you see the golf course at API? Was the setup too difficult?
1: Um, I would say the setup. Uh, so when I think of setup, I think of tees and, and pins. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little, in my mind, a little different than like course conditions. Mm-hmm. And so like the setup, I think the tour did a great job uh, for the setup, considering the course conditions. You know, the, the can just the, the course conditions were were brutal and so for what the course was they they had the pins and the t's in about as reasonable spots as you could put them in for for what we were playing on
0: so the best so they, they did the best they did they did the best they could with what they had to work with yeah correct what, what was the cause of the course just j- dried out and fast
1: yeah. I mean, the, the greens just, I was playing with Kevin Tway, uh, Thursday, Friday, and on mm-hmm. Friday I said something about, man, these greens are, you know, whatever. And he goes, you mean these Browns? I'm like, huh? He goes, these aren't greens anymore. These are Browns. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. because they are Brown it's, and that was on Friday. So, uh, it was, um, it was just, you know, the, the great equalizer in golf is, is firm greens and rough. And that course had, you know, some of the firmest greens I've ever played on, if not the firmest. And then the rough was absolutely brutal. You were, you know, wedging it out uh, unless you got a a good break and happened to catch a lie out of the rough. So it was a a challenge, to say the least.
0: But you had a great week, Uh, final group on Sunday. Always good to be in the final group on Sunday. But you could tell the golf course was just playing really, really hard. And Scheffler played a hell of a match. Oh yeah. I mean, when, what, um, was he five under he went mm-hmm. at five? Yeah. I mean,
1: when, when five under wins on the PGA tour, uh, you know, something's uh, going pretty crazy. I mean, that's us open type stuff. So, um, one of my buddies text me Saturday, uh, evening and was like, cause I think I was at seven under going into Sunday. And on Saturday, he was like, uh, Saturday evening, he was like, Hey, just get to nine and this is your thing. And I said, I will literally pay a million dollars for even par right now. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no way, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I would pay a million bucks for an even par because I'm going to make a lot more money if I shoot even par than a million bucks. So, um, it unfortunately worked out that way. And unfortunately I didn't shoot even par, but (laughs) it was, it was, it was a, a great week, um, a great challenge. Um, and it's, it's a lot of guys I know that didn't love the week because of the course and, and the way it was, you know, the conditions and everything, but, I think it's a it's a fun change of pace and i don't want that every week that kind of a challenge but it's nice to sprinkle those in on occasion
0: now let's get into the players what felt like the longest week i mean i i love the golf tournament it is my favorite tournament of the year but there are so many stories coming out of the players let's start with number one the draw disparity so you were a late early player late thursday early friday Yeah. So the guys that started on Thursday, if you remember, they started, they played a few holes. There was some electricity in the air. They stopped it. They came back. Some guys were lucky enough to finish. I think Kramer Hickok finished. Tom Hoagie finished. Tommy Fleetwood finished. Those guys were able to finish. They were near the top of the leaderboard. They didn't hit a ball again from Thursday until Sunday. Now you drew a late tee time. Therefore, you didn't play at all on Thursday. When you went out on Friday it was basically raining the entire time. Then it rained all day Friday and you had to finish Saturday in those ungodly winds. Is that is it just the unluck of the draw there? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt there's a I would actually love to see the um like the stats on the the different waves of like how many guys made the cut versus, you know, the the early late wave versus late early wave. Mm-hmm. Um I would love to see uh, I know Max finished like 13th, and he was in our wave. I don't know how many guys beat him in in our wave, but there couldn't have been too many. Uh, there was a huge, huge uh, advantage in being in the early late wave where you played Thursday and then have touch course Friday or Saturday. Because, like I said, Friday played in rain essentially the whole time, and then Saturday, I mean, you, we all saw all this. You know, I mean, Justin was hitting five wood on 18 from. 200 and talked about other times when it was 200 yards downwind, he was at nine iron, you know, Mm -hmm. so that gives people a little bit of an idea of, you know, just how, how tough the wind was. So, um, but you know, we just, you play, you play enough in professional golf, you're going to be on both sides of it. And it's just unfortunate uh, when you're on, you're on that side of it, but then when you're on the other side and you get the good wave, you're, you're happy. So it's just, we always talk, my cat and I always say, at the end of a career, it all equals out.
0: When did you finish your Thursday round? Your 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 first round? Um, golly, it's such a
1: blur of a week. Um, I finished Friday. I didn't have to come back out Saturday and finish. Uh, the they, I was approaching the green whenever they sounded the horn Friday for my first round to finish. Uh, but because it wasn't. Um, the reason they sounded it was because there was just, there's too much water standing puddles everywhere. Right. So because there wasn't like dangerous conditions, there wasn't lightning and stuff, mm-hmm. even though the, the horn had sounded and they suspended play, you had on that, if you had started a hole, you had the ability to finish that hole. Um, and so because I didn't want to wait around all day and come back Saturday and, and finish, you know, my last I was on the green basically and go try to make a couple butts. So right. I, I went ahead and finished on Friday. So it was nice to, to get the round done on Friday.
0: Plus Saturday morning it was cold as hell. Yeah, correct. Correct. I mean, you guys played in four seasons of weather in a matter of three days? Yeah, yeah, correct. It was truly now what was worse was the, the Friday rain or the Saturday winds. What's worse?
1: Oh, the Saturday winds, without a doubt. I mean, there there was no wind Friday. There was just rain. You know, that obviously makes a difference. But when, when it's blowing 20 to 30 and gusting up 40, I mean, it's just, it makes any golf course, you know, tough scoring. But then when you get a course like TPC, where you have trouble everywhere, it just, it makes it like you're holding on for dear life. Um, so the, the winds Saturday
0: was, it was brutal. And what did you do during, during your downtime? Cause I mean, Thursday you're sitting around hoping that you're going to get out and you didn't. And then Friday you get out in the morning and then it rains all day. Are you at the golf course the whole time? Did you leave? No,
1: I, um, I was kind of sick Thursday morning. And, and so, um, I had some kind of little stomach bug and, and so I didn't get a whole bunch of sleep Thursday night. And so Friday it was actually one of the greatest things that happened was having all of the afternoon, off so I could just go get in bed and get a little R and R and get some
0: energy back. You gave the hotel plumbing a workout on, on Thursday uh, night, Friday morning. Y- y- yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so the rain delay played in your favor. Now, do you have to stay at the golf course when it's delayed or can you leave and go back to the hotel?
1: Yeah, you can leave, but you're kind of, you know, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit because, you know, with, the tour, you know, the tournament wanting to obviously finish as soon as possible, not have a Tuesday finish. You know, if there was a break, a break in the weather at any point in time, they're going to, they're going to get us back out there as soon as possible. And so the last thing you kind of want to do is head back to the hotel and, you know, take you, you know, another 30 minutes once you get the go ahead to get from the hotel to the course, get, you know, the whole thing. And so you got to stay ready, kind of. So it, it's, it, like, like you kept saying it, it's felt like, a felt like a long week. Uh, and it, for us, it felt like an even longer week. Cause you know, the whole time we're kind of, you can't really take much of a mental break, you know?
0: No, now Take us inside the locker room. What's going on in there. There's some game, the cards being played, like there's gotta be some shenanigans going on.
1: Uh, So I don't know if y'all knew this, but I, pretty sure it's against the rules uh to have to play cards now in in the locker room it's it's an old pj tour rule yeah it's there's no uh it's a whole long story but i don't i don't think we're allowed to play cards in the locker room so i don't really see that anymore um and i didn't know that yeah it's and i it's been around for a while uh it's been around for i want to say 20 plus years um but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everyone's just hanging just on their phone and the, everyone's got family in too. and there's family dining and uh, you know, there's different areas. I mean, it's a big uh, clubhouse. So there's yeah. a lot of places to go and hang.
0: So man, not much. Everyone's just kind of twiddling their thumbs. You know, I saw Max home on Twitter was like, Hey, can it keep raining? I want to go see Batman. He just want to yeah. go see a movie. I mean, I guess after a while, you sit there for so many days, you just want to do something because you can look at a radar and see, Hey, this isn't stopping anytime soon. We're, you know, we're, we're not playing anymore today. Yeah, correct. I give, I mean, listen, I think Cam Smith played amazing. It was great that he won that shot on 17. I was proud of him yesterday to admit that that's not where he was aimed. When he hit that on Saturday. There's absolutely no way he was trying to hit it right of the pin. But for me, the MVP of the week was the grounds crew to get five inches of rain dumped oh. on that place. And yet I didn't play it on Saturday. So I'll ask you, it seemed extremely playable on Saturday morning after having rain for four days.
1: Oh, we were, I was talking with my caddy about that. The one, we felt bad for the grounds crew because, you know, it was a, Speaking of long weeks for us, I mean for them. I mean, I can't imagine the the, the time and the hours they put in to get it to where it was because it it was shocking how good the course was for how much rain had been dumped on it. So, right. uh, it is incredible. It's it's testament to to the grounds crew, but also testament to the course. And it's you know it's draining, and um, you know it, it's it was mind blowing how good and how fair the course was uh after all the rain that had been dumped on it
0: at any point on friday did you have to call out the guys with the squeegees to roll some of the greens yeah yeah uh
1: really the last like six seven holes almost every hole you had to and that's why eventually they just they blew it because it just it it got too much it's like the whole place was underwater you know eventually so
0: yeah i think uh, they ran out of guys with squeegees after a while because everybody was <laughs> calling them over from all over the place yeah and eventually it's
1: like where do you squeegee because we they've been doing it everywhere eventually it just piles up it's like you can't put it anywhere else you move some there and then that moves more of that water back to you so it just it became a puddle a whole the whole place was just a big old puddle
0: does it affect the green much when they squeegee at all um i don't think so uh it's a total guess
1: but i don't i don't really think so.
0: 17, 17 is always the centerpiece of TBC Sawgrass. I think rightfully so, but once again, I'm not a PGA tour professional. Um, Do you feel like 17 was unfair on Saturday? I know know you played it on Saturday. Do you feel it was unfair?
1: Uh, I don't think it was unfair. Um, I think it was a bit of a guessing game. Um, You know, for example, my group, I play with Jason Kokrak and Hudson Swafford, and the three of us hit it near enough the same length. Uh, and so Kokrak goes first. One was in, um, should have been slightly off the left, and he hits a little draw, and he just drew it right in the middle of the green. Eight iron. It was perfect. Hudson gets up there, hits eight iron, and it gets blown up, and it goes, it's water short right. So I take eight iron. And um, I flush it and it airmailed the green because the wind had switched to from in and off the left to almost directly off the left. And I airmailed it long right by 20 yards. And so, you know, I don't think it's necessarily unfair, but you are kind of guessing to an extent, you know, Uh, because three, basically three almost exact same shots uh, had three, you know, completely different um, you know, results. And so I don't think unfair is the right word to use because that's golf. Golf is innately unfair. Uh, but you know, it is, you were guessing, you know, it it was a guessing game on 17 on, on Saturday.
0: And the reason I ask you, so, um, Brandel Chamblee on golf channel had had given a pretty good, you know, a, a really good explanation that the, that the proximity to the hole on Saturday was 40 feet. 40-foot proximity is an 80-feet circle. If you take an 80-feet circle and make it out, that green's not that yeah. big. So, yeah, yeah. So right. to hit it inside the average proximity of the hole, you're off the green. Once you said you airmailed it, if you, you probably didn't airmail it by 40 feet, so you would have been in. So his argument is that the green is not big enough. I did see him post a couple things where he said maybe some bunkering in the back would, would help balls that are rolling off or whatever it takes but in general do players like 17 yeah oh for sure it's you know in
1: general the it's it's a wedge to an eight nine iron depending on the pin and the wind and whatnot i mean it's it's very reasonable you know obviously the the green is not it's not huge you know it's not a small target but it's also not a huge target Mm -hmm. um but at the same time too, you know, it's still, you know, 140 to 150 yards and, and shorter to the front pin when guys are, you know, when when we have a wedge in our hand, I think it's, I think it's a blast. I think it's great. I think most guys enjoy it. Um, but it is nerve wracking. You know, people always compare like the 16th at waste management to 17 at sawgrass and, you know, the 16th at waste management is not near, in my opinion, it's not nearly like doesn't, doesn't get you your nerves going as much, because if you hit a bad shot, you're like, oh, I'm in the bunker or I missed the green and some people boo me. If you miss the green on 17, of sawgrass, you're routine. Uh, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a great hole. I think it's a blast.
0: Uh, you know, me as a fan, I like it. I enjoy it. I love the atmosphere sitting around it, the way they've added more people and, and it made it what it is. But yeah. I, I know it was playing really, really tough on Saturday. I mean, I think uh, Justin Thomas hit a six iron in there. He flighted a six iron into the middle of the green. But I guess that that's where you, you just have to be creative and find a way to get it on when you, you know, when, 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 when it's your turn to tee it. But at the same time, if you catch a gust of wind going the wrong way, which is what happened to you, you don't see mm-hmm. that as unfair. You see it as it's just golf. Yeah. It's just golf. It's everybody's wise. playing in the same condition.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's well, not this week necessarily. Yeah. Cause the guys but... that played on
0: Thursday played in a dome.
1: Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's just, that's just golf. I mean, there's a reason why guys win some weeks and guys don't win some weeks. It's you just, you know, the, the golf gods are are on your side sometimes. And that's just, that's just the way it is. You know, it's, I don't think it's bad to have, it shouldn't be completely fair. Like in, in a world that we live in where everyone's trying to make everything fair for everybody, like golf's golf's so synonymous to life where right. you know what life's unfair sometimes, you know, and you just got to deal with what you're dealt. Um, and so I I, I don't think 17 is unfair I, and I don't think it played unfair. It just, you just kind of hope you, you guess right whenever you played it Saturday.
0: You mentioned week to week golf week to week API. You're in the final group on Sunday. Obviously things were different. The weather played a huge uh, factor in, in TPC. The draw played a huge factor. I mean, just last year in 2021, you finished fifth. So what happens week to week where you see some guys play really well and then the next week they don't play well? Is that golf course? Is it ball striking? What is the difference in week to week on the PGA Tour?
1: You know, there's such a fine line between, at our level, between, you know, successful golf and unsuccessful golf, you know, and... It it, Like I was just saying with the golf gods, it really is a break here or there. It's sometimes you hit a six footer that catches the lip and goes in and that kind of gives you a little momentum and you kind of carry that to the rest of the round. Or sometimes it's you miss back to back six footers that you hit a good putt on and you just misread it slightly and all of a sudden you're fighting an uphill battle. And so you know, the week to week, I think uh guys like Tiger Woods have ruined uh what people consider is good golf because <laughs> right. you know, the there's such a fine line between what is considered good golf on PJ Tour and what is missed cuts on the PJ Tour, you know. Um and, and we're all trying to navigate that week to week and it's just you know, of course, some weeks you're playing better than others. Uh, some weeks you got more ball control. You know, like for me right now, I'm not playing as well as I as I had been last fall. Where you know, each week I just showed up and I just I knew where the golf ball was going, and it was just a matter of how many putts I made that week. You know, the last couple months, I just haven't been hitting as well. You know, and I, I got to try to find my game each week. And so, you know, there's kind of again back to life. There's seasons of golf that you go through where golf's easy and there's seasons that you go through where, you know, it's, it's not as easy. And when I say seasons, I don't mean like entire seasons. I mean like stretches within the season, you know? And, and so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's such a, I guess best way, there's such a fine line between what is, you know, great golf, good law, good golf and miscut golf, you know? And so, uh, there's a, you know, a, plethora of reasons as to what separates, you know, each level from the next.
0: Yeah. I mean, even at our level, the amateur level, there's times when you feel like you can't miss. And you go out there and you're like, I, I got it figured out. And the, you never got it figured out. And then Correct. there's times when you go out there and you feel like you're never going to hit it good again. And the truth is, neither one of those are right. When you're hitting it real good, you're going to have bad days. And when you're hitting it real yep. bad, there's going to be a great day. And it could be right around the corner or it could be a ways down the road. But that's yep. just golf, and it's yep. it's it's almost a little uplifting to hear that you guys go through the same thing. Obviously, not your lows aren't as low as our lows, and our highs not right. reach your highs. But it's still the same ride.
1: I always tell the amateurs that they, that exact thing. Like the difference between us and y'all is is not not a whole lot different in reality. Like we still go through the same thing that that amateurs go through. Uh, but to your point, like the lows just aren't quite as low and the highs are just a little bit higher because we're training for this. We're doing this day in and day out, you know? And so, um, but we go through, you know, it's like max, uh, had a great tweet, uh, a couple months back, essentially saying, you know, us golfers, especially pro golfers, like we're kind of psychos because we're always one swing away from thinking we could win the masters and one swing away from thinking all right, what's our next job going to be? Because like you said, the, 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 the difference, you know, the outhouse and the penthouse are always just around the corner from each other. They're they're not even
0: across the street from each other. (laughs) That's
1: exactly right. So it's, it's a, man, it's a funny fickle game that we, we play.
0: It really is. It's unreal. And, but then when you go, like when you stand on the range, I was watching you hit balls. I believe it was maybe Thursday afternoon after the rain delay, when there's a chance that you guys were going to get out on Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And just, I, and I know I was there on Tuesday, but just the sound the ball makes when leaving the club, you just walk up and down the range. It's, it's a different sound. It's a, it's a different game, but at the same time, I also noticed there's guys doing drills. There are PGA tour professionals working on drills on the range. Yeah. Where they're still obviously they're struggling with something and trying to fix something before they're going out for mm-hmm. a round. So it's really we're really not that different. Our, our talent level is extremely different. However, we're all kind of swimming in the same pool.
1: Correct. No, that's exactly right. And you know, for us, like a like I said, it's such a fine line between you know between making it and not making it, between making a cut and not making a cut, between you know winning and finishing thirtieth. There's such a fine line. And so you know, for us. We're trying to be perfect. You know, we're training. It's like my coach and I always talk about it's like train to be perfect, but realize there's no such thing. Uh And so that's why we we want, we're gonna work our butt off, we're gonna continue to, you know, pound the fundamentals, you know, setups and alignments and ball position, all the stuff that the average, you know, 18 handicapper should work on. Right. Uh, it's the, it's the basic fundamentals that we, we want to pound and and hone every single week. Um, and, and that's, that's just, again, another point of the difference between us and amateurs. It's, there's really not much of a difference.
0: Right. Now Taylor, you've won before on the PGA tour. You understand what it's like to win. You've been in contention just a couple of weeks ago at API in the final group on Sunday. How different is the ball striking when you win Versus when you're in contention versus when you make a cut, I'm guessing that it's really very, very close. Oh yeah.
1: Um, you know, so like back when I won, uh, there's probably two or three more shots in that round where I'm just, just the confidence is a little bit higher Mm -hmm. where I'm just a little bit more aggressive versus, you know, the, the weeks where, you're hitting it really well, or, you know, you, you've got some good ball control and there's just those two or three pins or two or three t shots where you just, you know, you, you take a little bit more conservative line just because the confidence just isn't quite the same. Right? right. And that's that, that pixie dust that like we're all trying to find is those weeks where you feel like you can fire away at everything versus the weeks where, you know, you feel like you gotta be a little more conservative. You can't, you know, to this back left pin that, I'm normally trying to, you know, hit it, you know, fifteen to twenty feet right of it. In the weeks where you know I'm in contention, you know, I'm able to kind of take a little bit more aggressive line, kind of start at ten or fifteen feet right of it, and try to turn it into the pin. And um, you know, there's just a so again, it's all such a fine line. Um, and and for us, those weeks between winning in contention and and really between in contention and missed cuts, it can be something as that simple where there's those two or three shots around where you're just feeling
0: more comfortable, feel more confident to be a little bit more aggressive. Right. Getting back to the players. When you, when you tee off on, on say you tee off on one, whether you tee off on 10, when is 17 in your head? And is that the only hole that you're thinking about ahead of time?
1: Well, it's, it's so it's so
0: circumstantial. So
1: like this last week, I teed off uh, on my first round on the back 9 Mm-hmm. Um, and so my second round on Saturday, I tee off from front. And so I'm finishing on 16, 17, 18. Right. Um, and so I knew the cut was, so the first round I shot two under,
0: um, Which is right the in the mix, was, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I knew the second round was going to be brutal, um, conditions and I wasn't hitting it that great. So you just, I just kind of know, like, it's probably going to be a grind. And, um, so I knew like, all right. If i can get to 16 somewhere around even you know i can now you know i can just try to survive 17 18 cuz the 17 18 were straight into the wind or just a little bit off the left and so i just knew if i could avoid the big number on 17 18 i was going to have a chance to get go into the weekend and knowing how the conditions were going to be i knew if i could get into the weekend it'd be better you know, you're only two you're only two rounds away from getting in contention right, right. and so um i birdie 16 uh to get uh to even for the tournament which is uh, right where you
0: wanted to be as you're standing on one you're thinking yeah. I want to be even you're there
1: yeah correct uh but back to your question on the first hole I'm already thinking about 16 17 18 because of the conditions of of the day of the week of what was going on uh normally when the conditions aren't so crazy uh I, like last year uh when I was going the final round I was probably top 10 or so I was kind of within shooting distance of, of getting in the thick of things. And I, uh, I just missed a uh, birdie putt on 15 and I started, and after I missed that, I thought, all right, you know, we got 16, 17, 18 coming up. So after 15 was when I already, you you kind of start thinking about 17 plus when you get to 16 T you can see 17, uh you know tee box and the grandstands and everything um so normally i don't really start think about it until the time comes closer um that's also probably one of the differences between the amateurs and pros is mm-hmm. we've kind of trained our minds to kind of stay in the moment and not not think ahead like that
0: yeah um, when i'm approaching 16 green like as you come down you know the grandstands aren't there When you play it in the normal part of the year, right, right, right. But as I'm coming down 16 fairway, I can't help but look over my right shoulder. I'm like, there it is. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. think if I don't look at it, it's not there, but you know it's there. You got to give it a quick glance.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely.
0: it is a beautiful golf hole, though
1: it really is. Oh, it's it's spectacular, and it's you know amongst everyone out on tour. I mean, the the course in general, it's it's one of the most well liked places on tour, without a doubt. So uh, it's it's no coincidence that it's can you know considered the fifth major and uh that it's probably the best field in golf and and you just took two of my next questions
0: you literally just answered two of my next questions i was gonna ask you do do the players like tpc sawgrass as a whole and where does it fit in it's often called the fifth major do you agree but you just answered both questions
1: yeah yeah no I, i mean like i just said it's we all love it it's such a such a great test of golf and it's one that's gonna stand the test of time because it's not long you know it's it's not like a a course where you can't overpower it yeah the Brysons and DJs and those guys like they can't just overpower it um it's 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 just golf in its truest form um and and yeah I mean like like I said it's it's I think it's considered fifth major for a, a few reasons but you know I think the biggest reason being I think it is the best field in golf um you know you don't have you know no offense to the US Open and British Open, but you know, you don't have guys that are uh you know going in and qualifying for this event in a one-day qualifier kind of thing, right? right? This is based off of accolades of the you know previous 365 days. So this is essentially you know the best of the best. The guys who over the you know previous year have played the best golf in the world. Um and and it's it's just the best of the best on the PJ tour from a world rank perspective, you know, everything. So, uh, I I think that's obviously a huge reason why it's called, you know, the fifth major. And obviously it's the, the, you know, the PJ tours, it's, that's their ultimate Mm -hmm. event. Um, and so it's, does the $20 million
0: purse affect anything? uh, I think it gets everyone a little bit
1: more hyped up. I mean, how can, how can you not, you know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, all this talk here, uh, over the last few months of, of this new league, there's a reason that that talk got sparked so much is because there's a bunch of money, you know, involved. And so right. then the day when they're, I mean, think about when you're, when you're going back to the amateur talk, it's like, you know, if you're with your buddies and you guys are playing, you know, $10 a hole, and then all of a sudden you're playing for 50 bucks a hole, that's going to, that's going to change things a little bit. Absolutely. Now it doesn't, doesn't change kind of our day to day or week to week. Uh, it's just, it's a it's a nice little you know carrot I guess you could say uh, for us to to think about towards you know if we go and do take care of business we're going to get
0: rewarded at the end of the week. Yeah, I mean Cam Smith walked away with uh, three point six yesterday, which that's a huge take on you know on yeah. in one tournament. It usually takes almost three wins to win what he won just yesterday. But yeah. when you prepare, you 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 prepared for majors. Do you prepare for? The players a little more than you prepare for a normal tour event?
1: Um, not necessarily. You know, for us, each week is is a possible life changer, you know, at right. least in my career so far. And so, you know, the the previous week at API, you know, I had a chance to go and win, you know, Arnold Palmer's tournament. And so I'm not sitting there thinking about the the players or trying to prepare for players. I'm trying to win Arnold Palmer, you know. Right. And so, um, you know, there's there's so many and, and there's just There's too many good players. There's too many good tournaments to think about off in the distance uh, at this point in my career to to start preparing for something else in a a different way. You know, Um, you know, maybe 10 or 12 wins later, I can start you know, talking differently and say, we're yeah. going to start preparing differently for different tournaments. I but,
0: only care about this, this, and this. I'm not worried about the rest. Yeah. You're not there yet. <laughs> no, correct. Correct. And, and I <laughs> mean, I don't know much, but
1: I don't think there's many and especially, you know, it's like each week we we are starting to play for so much money that, yeah. you know, each week is it's, it can be a, I don't care how much money you have each week, you'll win a half, half, 2 million bucks. That's going to, that's going to change things. So each as long week as there is, is
0: a leaderboard and a check at the end, you, it's getting 100% of my anticipation.
1: Uh, that's exactly right.
0: What um did you catch any of yesterday on Monday? So Daniel Berger hits into 16, and he hit it in the water, Hit a, tried to hit a fade, and it ended up going, in, in, going into the into lake there at 16 and 17. He was playing with Victor Hovland and Joel Damon, and they had a disagreement about where he should drop. Did you see any of this? Yeah, yeah, I caught it.
1: It's it's always a, a it's a tough situation because you know it's ultimately it's it's the it's Berger's decision, you know, because it, it's that's the that's what makes golf so great. It's it's you. There's no referees technically, right? Like you are your own referee, and so you know he has a decision to, to make of where he fields that it crossed. Now that's also what is great about golf too, is it's the other two playing partners. Um, you know, it's it's their responsibility to uphold the integrity of the rest of the field and, and of the right. game of golf. And so, you know, there I think it's good that I think it's good the way that it went about because, you know, it, is, it was Joel's and it was Victor's, it was their place and it was their responsibility to talk to, to Berger about it. Um, you know, I obviously wasn't there. So I don't know where it crossed I, in reality on a shot that looked like it moved, you know, quite a bit. It's, it's a guessing game, no matter how you chop it up. Uh, you just have to make your best educated guess on where it ultimately crossed into the hazard. Um, and so I think that it was, you know, it got a lot of attention, I'm sure, because people love a little bit of, uh, a little, a little bit of, you know, some of that argument, if you will, it um, appeared
0: to get a little heated and Victor Hoblin, I don't know Victor personally, but he seems like a really laid back, easygoing guy. Um, and, but he was adamant that, no, that's not where it is. And I, you could see Berger was getting a little upset and he's like, listen, yeah. I'm going to drop it here. Cause this is what you guys want me to do, but it's wrong. Like when you have to add the, but it's wrong, you're obviously not okay with what's going on.
1: Oh, for sure. and, and, that's what makes the situation so difficult. Is everyone probably has a strong opinion, and you know, let's just throw in there too. We're playing for three million bucks, and uh, it's a sixteen. So I mean, it's, you know, it's just the stakes are high, you know, and and the difference of dropping it, you know, ten yards of a difference of where you drop it could make all the difference in the world, and so it's 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 a tough situation, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it's understandable why, why, you know, Debo got heated and and understandable why Victor, you know, stood his ground, which I mean, I think it was great on all ends, but, uh, I I don't foresee, uh, extra Christmas cards being sent out after, uh, after that. Although I always say like, what happens between the ropes stays between the ropes and, you know, we're not going to, it's, that's in the heat of the moment. Like when we walk off the course, like, you know, we're good, but, right. uh, that was, it was, it was entertaining.
0: It is. It, and you know what golf at the end of the day is entertaining. And I respect Victor for, that's right. like he said, they asked him after in the media center, why were you so adamant? And he said, because my job as a playing partner, I'm upholding the integrity of the field. I am there mm-hmm. to make sure that it's fair for everybody. It's not just about the three of us. It's for the entire yeah. field. Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: You know, think about it. Like if, you know, let's say I was in 10th place. I have no idea what uh, Berger finished, but let's say I was in 10 in the clubhouse in 10th place. And I'm sitting there and it's the difference between me, you know, keeping my, my card at the end of the year, or not based on how mm-hmm. debug finishes, you know, that makes it, that's a huge, that's not just a difference of a guy of debug. Who's a Ryder cupper who's one who's you know had ex- extreme success. No it's not just about him. It's about everybody else. And I'm not saying what he was, he was right or wrong. I have no idea, but to Victor's point, you know, it's not just about, it's about everyone in the field. And that, that's the point of, of, of like, like I said, that's, that's why I was glad to see how that whole situation transpired, because that's the way it should, you know, debug should feel this way. And if someone else feels differently in the group, they should, you know, st- stick up to, to what they are
0: thinking at the time. So, it's deeper than one shot or one event. It really goes over, like you said, at the end of the year, we come down to FedEx Cup points. That comes on where you finish. If it's world ranking points and trying to get your card for the next year, Mm -hmm. it affects so many different things. And so, I I, I totally understand why. I mean, listen, I've been on the course with my buddies and they've said, Hey, I think it crossed here. And as the guy that hit the shot, I know it crossed somewhere else. But once again, it comes down to two people making a decision. And I think what they decided in the end was, Uh, They made a compromise somewhere between where uh, Hovland and Damon thought it crossed and where uh, Berger thought it crossed. They made took something in the middle, and that's the way it goes. And yesterday, the referee said that that was fine. That at the end of the day, they made a decision. They came to it. They agreed. He dropped, and we just move on with play. Yeah, yeah, uh, as it should. So you brought up earlier. Obviously, it's been a hot topic of conversation, and this podcast probably had a lot to do with that. We had Kramer Hickok on. A uh, few, it's been about a month ago now, and uh, he had brought up what he had heard about the Saudi league and it really kind of just started a fire and then the, all, the, all the Phil stuff happened and everything else. We're now not hearing anything about the Saudi league. I really haven't heard a lot after the Phil stuff all kind of died down. Do you think the Saudi league is dead in the water?
1: Um, I, I I would say no, just because, you know, there's there's – old saying when there's when there's smoke there's fire and there's just there's been too much smoke uh for there to not eventually be a fire at some point and so i mean i have no idea what the future holds for it but i just from what i've heard you know i know that they're adamant and they love golf and they want to make it happen so you know who knows what it's going to look like but i don't think it's dead in the water i just i think uh from the sounds of it that's uh, their original plan got a little wrench zone in it uh, after, after everything that happened at, yeah. at Riv and after Riv.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like, and and listen, everybody, and, and everybody's and everybody got their own opinion who the big names are, but it seems like the biggest of the big names have said, Hey, it's not for me. Uh, I'm good right here on the PGA tour, which that doesn't bode well for them.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's, Hey, like like I've said from the jump, this this whole thing is it's it's interesting how how it's all unfolded and, and how everything has been happening. So um yeah, I, I I you gotta have for that to have happened, I mean you gotta have the biggest players in the game. I mean, at the end of the day, the the draw is, you know, no offense to, you know, me and Kramer and, you know, guys like us, like DJ and right, you know, these guys are the, they're the, the big draw of the game. And, um, you know, for, for someone to come in and try to overtake the tour, they're going to, they're going to have to have the biggest, biggest names in the game.
0: Right. It doesn't appear like that's going to be able to happen. So. Once again, I haven't heard anything in a while, so maybe they're going back and trying to figure out another plan or whatever that is, but it does seem that for now uh, it has been thwarted and it has been kind of slowed down a little bit to where we were going earlier. Cause it seems like it was at one point, it seemed very full steam ahead. Yeah. Right. It seemed yeah, like they were really moving. Uh-huh. What are some things that uh, you and Boyd are working on right now? I know you said you weren't hitting it great at the players, but you seem to be hitting it really, really good at uh at api so what are some things you guys are working on now in your swing
1: uh you know so from about
0: last may
1: until the end of the year you know i was hitting it really well it's just kind of one of those times like i said one of those seasons of of the game where i kind of just was in maintenance mode where i'm showing up to the range and you know it was going where i was looking so we just you know made sure everything was kind of you know, looking right, feeling right, and everything was good. And we just kind of maintaining. And so uh after kind of the the month and a half off uh after the end of the year and get back out in Hawaii, uh it just hey, it's just in, we're in that season where the, the the swing just it's it's not you know going where I'm aiming every time. And so right. um, you know, we're just trying to to get back to a baseline to where uh you know we can just show up and kind of, you know hit it where we're looking as simply put as possible. Um, you know, for me, my, my strength is, is my, my iron game. Um, and so that's always going to be a focus. You know, if, if my irons are good, you know, it's just a matter of how many putts I'm going to make that week. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I hit probably 80, 90% cuts, uh, and, and I'd sprinkle in some draws on occasion, um, and so right now we're working on just getting, you know, good control of the cutback. uh, because whenever
0: I'm, I'm able to hit that holder, uh, that that's when I'm at my best. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you were hitting, like I said, I watched you on the range, but hell, when I watch you hit the golf balls, it looks great. But I mean, <laughs> I don't even, I mean, hell, I don't know, I don't know where you're, I don't know where you're aiming at what you're trying to do, how you're trying to get there. I don't know anything. I just look, you know, I mean, but I don't understand exactly what's going on, but I did, you know, I did see you working, but you see a lot of guys working on the range and then going out and playing and it's gotta be difficult to do drills on the range and then go out and try and just play golf and not be thinking golf swing instead of playing golf. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, uh, Boyd and I talk about a lot is, um, kind of back
1: to like training to be perfect uh, but then when it comes game time, you got to be able to, to switch, you know, flip a switch and just go play golf, you know. And so that's one thing I think I've i have been, you know, blessed with uh, kind of innately is when it comes game time, I can kind of shut my brain off and just go play. Um, and and it, it's it's both a good thing and it can be a little bit detrimental because, you know, I'm I've got good hands. I can kind of fake it, you know, even when I'm not swing great I can kind of time it up decently. Right. Um, and in reality like API was a was a good example of that I I really wasn't hitting it that great that week. Oh. Um, but I was just kind of guessing right and kind of managing the game and kind of making Getting more confidence in your just,
0: guess. You're like, "Hey, this guess is going to be good." Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, you know, I I it eventually, you know, when, when you're not to win on tour, you, you gotta be, you gotta be having some pretty good stuff. And, um, and so that week is in a prime example. Like you can kind of only fake it so long on tour uh, at when you're in contention and leading before, you know, it kind of creeps up and gets you. And, right. and there was about a three or four hole stretch where I just hit two or three shots that you just, you just can't hit. And, and that's, that was the difference between again, back to that fine line. That was the difference between, you know, winning and, and
0: not winning. Right. Well, Taylor, man, it's always good having you on. Before we let you go, uh, we do this thing called the E9. I, I tried to go through, we've had you on before, so I tried to get some mm-hmm. of the questions. So uh, here we go. Number one, what is your favorite event on the PGA tour?
1: God, so uh, I have four. I, I can never okay. say one. I okay. have four. It's Tory Riv players. And, uh, Wells Fargo at, um, at Quello. Those are the, those are the four, those are the four majors of the tour. And, um, So we've each, already each been through year, three of them. <laughs> yeah, correct. And unfortunately the fourth one is, uh, it's not at Quell this year because the president's cup is right. at Quell. So, right. Um, yeah. So that I always answer there's th- those four, and then everything else kind of falls, you know, behind. All right.
0: Somebody's got something to tell you a phone call or a text. Oh, Tex. text. text sure. yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that one. Uh, music on the golf course or no-go? Absolutely music. All right. Uh, dumbest thing you've ever heard or seen a fan do? Oh, man. So I heard a great
1: story. Uh, I didn't actually see this. Uh, it was, uh corex Caddy was, was telling the story this last week, and it's one of the best ones. I forget, it was 18 somewhere. He was saying they were... In the second or third to last group, uh, I forget who he said the player was, but they come up 18 on Sunday, like in contention, in the thick of things. And this guy pulls it left of the green and uh, rough thick. They go up there and it's in the middle of a bunch of people and they're looking for the ball and they can't find the ball anywhere. And he goes, it's almost, you know, five minutes of looking for the ball and we just can't find it. And he goes, and I just look and somehow in the corner of my eye, I see this woman with a clear purse. I see a golf ball in the purse, and I just think to myself, "That's weird that she has one golf ball in her purse." So I go and ask the woman, like, "Hey, is it? Where'd you get that golf ball?" And she goes, "Oh, it was just sitting right here. Final round, last hole, two, second or third from last group. Some woman had just picked up a ball and, and threw it in her purse, and it was, you know, a player. So that oh. was probably that's probably the
0: dumbest thing I've ever I've ever heard. Wow! Hey, I just found this one golf ball at a PGA Tour event. I had no idea." <laughs> yeah correct uh player you'd be most nervous to be paired with oh tiger
1: really most nervous most fun most everything i mean yeah. i haven't played with him in a tournament yet uh and i mean he's i mean he's he's tiger so that that would be the most nervous excited jack to all of it it would it would be a dream come true
0: have you done a practice round with him
1: i haven't i yeah. haven't unfortunately haven't since i've been on tour he hasn't uh been around a whole lot so right. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that that'll, that'll change here. Uh, I think in a few months he might start playing some more golf again. So hopefully j- you know, I never
0: thought in my life, I'd look forward to the par three contest at Augusta, but if he plays that hell, I'll watch that. I don't care. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'll watch tiger play it. Uh, if, if you weren't a pro golfer, how would we know Taylor Gooch? What would he be doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: Lee. Uh, well, you wouldn't know me. Uh, cause I'd, I'd be probably, s- stuck here and at home, just hanging out with buddies, drinking some wine and probably selling something, doing some, something. you know, I don't know. I like to think in a, in a, uh, in a different life, my dad played pro baseball and I grew up playing baseball. So let's just, you know, let the, uh, the, the ignorant side of me think I could have been a, a pro ball player.
0: Hey, we'll go there. We'll go there. Uh, most famous phone number in your phone. God. So the first, um,
1: First moment on tour where I was like, I think I've actually maybe done something uh, was when King Griffey Jr. texts me and, you know, just good work, good playing, you know, something like that. Right. And I was like, how the heck does this guy have my number? Right. And so uh, instantly I saved his number uh, and my phone is, you know, the kid. So uh, anyways,
0: that, that's, that's, that's the one. That's awesome. Uh, if you could pick one major to win, just one, which one would it be?
1: Uh, so I haven't played the masters yet. So I always tell people the open, uh, the open is the coolest tournament in golf. Um, so I'm excited to play the masters here in about a month to see if, if that overtakes
0: the open. Okay. And what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a karaoke guy. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's gonna be something 50 cent
0: okay good i like that i can respect that in like in the yeah. club now did, did you did you love the super bowl performance oh so good I, I thought it was I good too. Like an
1: old i felt like an old person because all of a sudden i'm like i feel like these are like they're all old and now you know, those, right. those were like my people right in uh, high school
0: that's who we all listen to in college like right. hey these are my peeps and now you're like wait a second uh yeah. they're old which means I'm yeah. old <laughs> correct correct <laughs> where can we uh I, I know you're off this week uh valspar you're not playing that where can we see you again are you playing match play next week
1: yeah i'll play a match play next week uh and then a week off and then uh masters so and this is your first masters coming up
0: this is you looking forward to that drive down uh, down
1: magnolia lane absolutely i took it for the first time uh the week bef- the weekend before api uh me and max uh went out to Augusta Saturday, Sunday and played it. So really I, I took it, took it for the first time a couple weeks back. So I'm excited for the next one to be, you know, game time, game week. All right, so so let me I'm ask excited. you as
0: playing it the first time, was it everything that you had imagined it to be? Yeah, no doubt. It was,
1: uh, incredible. It was a dream come true to say the least. It was, it was special. The, the coolest moment I keep telling people was, um, when, when you're on 12 green, uh, looking back up 11 and down 13 fairway that's like to me probably the most iconic shot in golf you just so often see like when I say shot like camera shot like this mm-hmm. it's just you sit in there and you're like I've seen this my whole life growing up like this is insane. And so that was the that was the coolest moment.
0: Yeah I know I know that feeling. I've never been there but I know that feeling my wife and I went to Greece last year and we had that shot where you're standing up on the hill and you're looking down and everything it's all the white domes and the blue water i had seen that shot so many times in santorini and my wife had always wanted to go and we went and we stopped and looked at each other and said we're here we're standing in that place and we just took it in so i know that feeling because i know the shot you're talking about so to stand there and be like hey my eyes are the camera that i've always seen the picture of now i'm able to take it in on my own yeah no doubt it was so special so that's cool well good luck to you at match play man good good luck at the uh, at the masters and good luck moving forward the rest of the season and we will uh, we'll definitely talk to you again soon man thank you so much for your time taylor all right thanks man i appreciate it thank you so much for listening to another edition of the stripe show podcast we will talk to you again tomorrow